Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hello, hello. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you. And we're going to jump right in because we started the day, Michael, with some stunning news out of Cleveland this morning that Deshaun Watson is going mm. to be done for the season. And interestingly enough, it wasn't having anything to do with the high ankle injury that he sustained in yeah. the first half of the game this past weekend, but rather a fractured shoulder. Michael, how surprised were you when you heard the news this morning? Uh, you know, I was waiting on the ankle, you know, and when he went in at halftime against Baltimore, we thought, well, he's got an ankle. And then when he came off the field after the victory, he was in a walking boot. Nobody mentioned the shoulder. So he's been playing through the shoulder injury as we've learned earlier in the season when he missed some games, but no one knew it was broken. Clearly, he must have taken a hit. I mean, the guy was 14 for 14 in the second half against the, the Ravens with a broken shoulder. I don't know when he got it, but... Another blow to the to the to the Browns. I mean, look, they lose Nick Chubb. They've lost both starting tackles, offensive tackles, and they've lost their backup tackle. You know, they've got guys injured all over the place. They have the easiest schedule of the remaining four teams in the AFC North. The Browns are twenty fourth when you rank schedules. Steelers are ninth. Ravens are second, and the Bengals have the hardest schedule of any team in the National Football League moving forward. But now with this news, there comes really a lot of life for, for the Browns. I mean, the Browns have a great opportunity to move forward with this because of, I mean, the, the Bengals do if they can find a way to get healthy and win this game. They have a tough schedule down the road. They've got to go to Jacksonville. They've got to go to Pittsburgh. Got to go to Kansas City. It's going to be hard, but the Browns are, are probably going to have a hard time kind of matching all these wins, even with an easy schedule. Yeah, and I think what's most disappointing about this is what you referenced about Deshaun Watson's performance in the second half, despite having, so apparently it's the glenoid bone, which is like the ball socket bone there. So really, really like it seems, it sounds impossible to throw a football with that going on in your shoulder. Yet he was 14 to 14 perfect. And we saw a glimmer of the Deshaun Watson of old and maybe the way that he could carry this team if he could have some consistency. So just an absolute dagger to the Browns and the market has reacted accordingly here, Michael, right away to make the playoffs yesterday. They were minus 320, now minus 190. So still favored to be a playoff team this year, but in the division from the second shot at plus 230 to now plus 450 in the AFC, nine to one goes all the way to 20 to one their Super Bowl odds more than double from 22 to one to 45 to one so I mean instant reaction there and now immediately with the game that they have coming up this Sunday against a division opponent in the Pittsburgh Steelers where they were a four-point favorite that quickly has come down to one and a half the total from 37 it was as high as 38 and a half this weekend to 33 and a half and instead of it being PJ Walker reports from Jordan Schultz are that they're actually going to go with with Dorian Thompson Robinson, the rookie out of UCLA. Well, I mean, look, he had a really good preseason. He threw for 7.6 yards per attempt in the preseason. He was 37 for 58. He ran the ball 14 times for 69 yards. He looked good. He's the reason they traded Joshua Dobbs, because they felt so comfortable. 
they have no choice but to go to to DTR. They have to, right? They they have no choice but to go here because everybody keeps asking the general manager, why did you trade Dobbs? Well, the reason he traded Dobbs is because he thought Thompson Robinson was the guy. He thought that was going to be the guy. So he had to trade him. So now he's got to put him in there. And for the long term, they've got to go with it. I mean, look, they, did, they, beat, they, they beat San Francisco again. Moody misses the field goal. They go to Indy. They beat Indianapolis. They put a ton of yards on the. They run the ball effectively, but we know Indy gave them 10 points at the end of the half. They go out to Seattle. They have a chance to win that game. They're up 20-17. Walker throws an interception. They lose. Look, I think it's pretty clear. If they play Walker, they're not going anywhere. And at least with Thompson Robinson, they have a chance for him to get better and improve. And Again, what they saw this summer lended them to trade Dobbs, and Dobbs is the sensation of the NFL right now. <laughs> That's like the craziest underlying element of all of this, right? Is like Josh, Josh Dobbs, despite all that we saw of him in Arizona and now Minnesota, actually started the season in training camp with the Cleveland Browns. So his story just continues to get more and more interesting. But for P.J. Walker, what we saw on the field this season, 618 yards, one touchdown, five interceptions, Three interceptions for Dorian Thompson-Robinson in his lone start of the year. It was a rough performance. He was sacked four times for 48 yards, 19 to 36 for 121 yards. But you referenced the bright spot that he was in the preseason. People were really, really excited about the type of player that Dorian Thompson-Robinson could be. So going to give him a chance. I think it's an, I think it's interesting. Like another quarterback situation, Michael, yeah. in the NFL, where we're forced to go to a backup. It's it's this. Have you seen a season like this where we've had this many yeah. backups and this many rookies that are starting? I mean, I guess rookies no, because it is historic that we've had a double digit number of rookies starting games. Yeah, I mean, no, not really. But look, he, here's how the Browns have to win. Whether it's P.J. Walker, whether it's Thompson Robinson, it doesn't matter. They've got to play great defense, right? Yeah. They've got to be able to play great defense, stop the run. The last time they played this, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they gave up 26 points. Their offense gave them 14. Their offense gave them 14. The Steelers had 14 possessions. They went eight without a first down, two with turnovers, two, miss, two, two field goals and a touchdown, and, and that's how they scored. They basically made a few plays, and that was it. And so they have to they can't turn the ball over with their offense. They've got to be able to run the ball, which they couldn't really, which they did effectively against the Steelers, but that was without Cam Hayward. Can they run the ball now? I don't know. But you're going to get a conservative offensive game plan from Stefanski, and let's face it, they're going to try to win games with defense. Yeah, and that's my fear. And another thing that makes me sad for the Browns this season, Michael, is that like you wonder if that defense is going to get wasted now the remainder of the year because of the situation that they're put in offensively. Like they are the best defense in the NFL right now. Yeah, they are. And look, the, the, when they played the Steelers in week two, the Steelers forced four turnovers in that game. That's the most they have forced all season. Right. And so now the Steelers, no one's talking about their injuries, but they lose Quan Alexander, who who was replacing Cole Holcomb. And those two players were crucial to their their defensive package. I mean, Mike Tomlin has been searching for an answer at inside linebacker since he lost Ryan Shazier in Cincinnati. They've not been able to find that guy. They're going to advance in Landon Roberts. He'll be the green dot player. But this will be problematic. And look, Cleveland can run the ball on anybody. I mean, Jaron Christian started left tackle against the Baltimore Ravens, and they ran the ball effectively. Cleveland's formula to win doesn't change. And as a play caller, Stefanski has to be really conservative, and they've got to take points. They can't take risk. They're going to have to win. You're going to be betting a lot of unders with Cleveland. <laughs> well, and that's why the number in this game specifically coming up on Sunday, like people are just absolutely hammering the under. It's gone down four points in a day since this news has come out. And you look at the Steelers offense and we know how much that they have been struggling. Their last handful of games against the Packers only put up 23 against the Titans, 20 Jacksonville, 10 against the Rams, 24 Baltimore, 17, like we can keep going down the list of how the Steelers have struggled offensively, but it hasn't mattered because they keep winning games, Michael. Six and three, despite being outgained every single game. And now, too, you talk about how the Bengals are very much so alive in this division all of a sudden. I think the Steelers are a team that, despite all of their problems, you can't really count out right now for the division either. No, you can't. I mean, 
look, they are, when they lose, though, they lose badly, right? And I had a feeling going in this game that they this was not a good matchup for the Steelers because the Steelers need to run the ball effectively. I mean, the last two weeks they have run the ball the best they've ever run the ball all year. They ran for 375 yards the last two weeks. It's why they've looked better on offense. But when they play against a team that can move the ball, like the 49ers, the Texans, and the Jaguars, they've been outscored by 57 points. Think about that. They're used to playing in one-score games, but when they play against good teams, they have struggled, and I think that's part of the problem here. They're not going to be able to run the ball. This is going to be a game where they're not going to run on the Browns' front, and they're going to have to make that that Kenny Pickett's going to have to make some plays in the passing game, and we'll see if he can do it. And the Steelers, they lose this game if they turn it over. I mean, this is going to be both teams protecting their quarterback, which lends itself to the under. And I will say, fortunately for Kenny Pickett, for all of the issues that he has had, there are 34 quarterbacks in the NFL that have played enough snaps to qualify for major statistics. Pickett is the only one with fewer than five turnovers. So that is something that he has had success in. But the Steelers, uh, you mentioned those three games, lost 30-7 to to San Francisco, 30-6 to at Houston, and 20-10 to against Jacksonville. So dead on with that thought process, Michael. But if they win this game, they're 3-0 and in the division, and it's just hard to ignore. Their remaining schedule after that game uh, home against Arizona and New England at Indy, home against Cincinnati at Seattle. But how good are they? We don't know. And then they close out the season at Baltimore. So uh, it's going to be take a, a fun guess. close. What do you what do you think their best offensive production, the Steelers, I mean, in terms of passing the ball a yards? What do you think their best number is this year? What do you mean? Total passing yards? How many total passing yards? Yeah. Ooh. Did Pickett get up to 250? Has he gotten up to 250? No. The, Not even close? The, 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 they've had four games of over 200 yards passing, and they've won every one of those games. The highest total is 228. Ah! I had a feeling based think on your it. question they wouldn't have gotten there. That's crazy I mean, to think about. it's just remarkable. So if, if you're sitting here, if we can throw for – if you're Mike Tomlin, you're sitting there in your office before – if we can throw for 200 yards, we're going to win this bad boy. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> you probably will. Well, I loved listening to him in the press conference this week. He said, uh, Tomlin did, yes, we're going to need to do more, but guys like Kenny and I are measured by wins and losses. We talk about that often and openly. We know what our jobs are. Our jobs are to win, and that's where our focus is. So Tomlin, and they keep on doing it. Like I said, six and three this season, despite all of the issues. We've got some other injuries to update in the AFC North, which we will get to, as well as one starting quarterback who is back in the mix, it appears, this week from injury. We'll be right back here on the Lombardi line next at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bonantoni with you. Stormy? Yes, sir. Update. 
update. Oh. We have a red alert. Red alert here. Pittsburgh now in some places, circa where you're sitting, is a one-point favorite. Uh, DraftKings here in New Jersey still has Cleveland minus one. Uh, other shops all over, it's pretty much pick them. If uh, you got Pittsburgh plus four, you got a hell of a bet there. Stick to it. Don't cash that one in. But I think by the end of the closing today, there's some one and a half Pittsburgh out there too. I think by the end of business today, this line will settle. And I think it's going to settle as Pittsburgh being a two-point favorite. Yeah, for anybody that missed the news this morning, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Browns, done for the season with a fracture in his right throwing shoulder. Dorian Thompson-Robinson named the starter for at least this week. And yeah, we have seen that line continue to move. So at some places flipped. Steelers largely still right now across the board from most of the places I'm seeing getting one point. The total has gone down significantly from as high as 38 and a half at opening 37 yesterday to now with this news, 33 and a half. So something that we will continue to monitor for yeah. sure. And then the other one, Stormy, I think if you like the, if you like the Dolphins this week, and I do, that that's going up to that'll get that's going to get to thirteen. There's some thirteen and a halfs out there that's going. I I would be shocked if tomorrow when they post your contest numbers for the Miami game, that's not going to be at fourteen. I really think that's where that'll be. And then I was surprised by this one just now. You you know Detroit's down. There's some eight and a halfs. There's just a bunch of nines now in the Detroit market. Jacksonville's gone to seven. Pretty strong. And Washington, which should have never been a 10-point favorite against Georgia or anyone, that's back down to nine, even with the great Tommy DeVito at quarterback. (laughs) So the board today really looks like a stock New York exchange board. Things are just lighting up left and right. Lighting up left and right. And Washington is actually a team that I wanted to discuss here as we get to this segment, Michael, about coaches that could or should be on the hot seat. So I want to get your hot seat meter. You tell me the level of temperature that's coming off of the seat of a Mr. Ron Rivera right now. Well, I mean, look, you know, anytime there's a change of ownership, unless you've had a track record of great success, uh, there's going to be changes. Josh Harris from this time with the Philadelphia 76ers, what he typically likes to do is hire somebody and let them run it. He is pretty much hands off. He hired, he wanted Daryl Morey, couldn't get him. He hired Sam Hankey. And then the league made him hire Brian Clant, and eventually he got Sam Hankey. I mean, eventually he got Daryl Morey. That, I mean, that's who he is. So if, you, if you're Ron Rivera and you're Marty Herney and Martin Mayhew, you kind of know there's changes coming to the football side. Now, can you prevent them? Probably not. So I would say I don't know what our level of hot is, but this is hot on two fronts. Not, pl- not playing well, not coaching well. And changes will ultimately come. They're definitely going to come. I mean, when you do their numbers, they are the 31st. They, they, they throw the ball more than any team in the league, and they rank 21st in, pat, in yards per attempt. Okay? I mean, think about it. They, they rank 21st, and people say, well, you know, they're really, they, they really throw the ball. They, everybody quotes uh, Sam Howell's numbers. He leads the league in passing yards. I mean, when they played the Giants in the first game, there were 18 punts in that game out of the 28 possessions. They couldn't move the ball in the Giants. They, they couldn't move the ball. They were one for 15 on third down. So when you're playing against a bad team like the Giants and you can't do that anything, you're going to be in trouble and you lose to them. Mm. I mean, here's what I don't understand if I'm Rivera. I'm first in passing attempts. I'm 32nd in rushing attempts. Yet I'm 21st in yards per attempt passing and I'm 10th in rushing but I'm going to do less rushing and more pass. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the Ron Rivera special, not making any sense. Also, the riverboat <laughs> thing like, is completely <laughs> gone, by the way. Um, Sam Howell oh, also, yeah, yeah. speaking of that offensive line and the struggles that they have had, Sam Howell on pace to be sacked 80 times this year. And following the 2-0 start for Washington, dropped seven of their last nine. How about your boy, Brandon Staley, Michael? Because after this past week's game against the Lions, I mean, which was a quintessential Justin Herbert game, right? Four touchdowns, one interception, 38 points on the board, but it's a loss. Uh, just another loss, by the way, for this Los Angeles team when they've scored 30 or more points. What is the level of heat for Mr. Brandon Staley's seat? Well, I, I think that's, it's, I would say, 85 to 90% hot, right? They're 31st in the National Football League in defensive yards allowed. They're 32nd in first downs allowed. 
They're 32nd in yards allowed passing. But it gets it's a little better. They're only 30th in yards allowed per attempt passing. Okay, they've improved there. I mean, this is not a well-coached defense, and that's what he was hired to do. That's what he was hired to do was coach the defense. I mean, other than the Jet game where they and the Bears game where they held them down, they can't really do anything. So I think it's going to be pretty hot. And I think the problem is, is they've got this generational talent who doesn't play like it, and they can't win close games. They just cannot win close games. So I would say it's really hot. And they are 1-3 when scoring at least 30 points since the start of last postseason, which, of course, includes that wild card loss to the Jags when they gave up a 27 to nothing lead. How about Frank Reich? I know that it's his first year in Carolina, but it has been really rough offensively. We already know the whole deal with the first-round pick and what they traded to get Bryce Young. Owner David Tepper reportedly not happy. They have the worst record in the NFL right now, third-worst offense, given all that they've put into it. What's the level of heat? I think it's pretty hot. I mean, look, you hired Tepper to fix your quarterback position. You, you, excuse me, you hired Frank to fix your quarterback. Now he's changed coordinate. You're going from this guy to that guy back to this guy. Who? What system are you running? What are you doing? I think he's in trouble. I really do. And I think the owner's embarrassed, and I've known this in my career. When the owner gets embarrassed, you're in trouble. I think at the level of heat is a spicy jalapeno pepper. You see, I, I, th- I like a lot of people that are making the memes also of Frank Reich right now from what he looked like with the like white silver fox type of hair from when he first got the job earlier this season to now like disheveled the dark gray coming in. Um, it, it, this, this season has taken a toll on Mr. Frank Reich. How about Bill Belichick, Michael? We've talked about this a lot lately given the game out there in Germany. Patriots are 2-8 and eight right now. Their worst start mm-hmm. through, through 10 games since 2000. In fact, this is a franchise that didn't have eight losses in an entire season from 2001 to 2019. We are not used to this. Um, There have been reports Robert Kraft is not inclined to fire Belichick during the season, but might reevaluate after the season. How do you think things play out and what's the level of heat? Well, I think the level of heat's substantial. I mean, you know, because Kraft himself has admitted he's not happy with the record and who could be, you know, I think they didn't expect this. They don't have a bad team. They really don't. I mean, I think Dietrich Wise said this today. We we have a we have a we have a we don't have a bad team. We have a bad record. That's true. I mean, they've lost more one-score games than any team in the National Football League. I mean, they're twenty in points decided by seven points or less. They're one in five. I mean, they can't make a play. They can't win one of those close games. And when you can't win close games and you have chances, you you know, it puts you in a lot of trouble. So, but I do think it'll happen at the end of the year. Look, there's value in Belichick. There's tremendous value in Belichick. And Mr. Kraft is way too smart to just let him go. He could get compensation for him. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of places besides Twitter that thinks Belichick's still a good coach. And I'm sure he'll have great opportunity to get there. I mean, this team has played in seven games that have been one score. And they're two and five in those seven games. We have about 90 seconds left here, Michael, and three coaches. So give me just a quick snippet. Start with Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's going to have, Vrabel's like Belichick. At the end of the year, he's going to get a huge extension or someone's going to try to trade for him. How about Matt Eberflew, 6-21 in Chicago? I think it all depends on how they finish, but I think he's in definite trouble. Kevin Warren's the new president. I think he's going to want to get somebody that he wants in to be the coach. They, uh, they've already let go of, of course, David Walker, their running back coach, defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. So maybe is this the end of the rope for the Bears head coach as well? And your guy, Arthur Smith, 18 and 26 out there in Atlanta. Falcons have lost three straight. Michael, I find this interesting to a rookie quarterback in his first NFL start with uh, Will Levis. Josh Dobbs, after being with the team for five days. And then this past week, Arizona with Kyler Murray's first action off an ACL tear and arguably the least talented overall team in the NFL. What's his future? How's his season? And they threw for 70 yards against this defense. 70 yards. And you're an off and you've drafted all these skilled people. I mean, logically it makes no sense that he's not he's not he's not on red hot. I mean, really, it doesn't. I mean, like, where are we? We got all these offensive weapons and we're twenty-fourth in, in, in offensive football and scoring. I mean, we turn the ball over, we can't really make any plays in the passing game. 
I, I think he's in trouble. I really do. In spite of what Arthur Smith, Arthur Blank says. Yeah, that's what The Athletic has reported that Blank's been supportive of Smith. So the seat is cold right now based on that, but maybe in January a different story because based on what I've seen in the usage of Mr. B. John Robinson, of Kyle Pitts, of Drake London, it should be like a, a hot Tostino's like thing that boils your mouth and hurts the roof of your mouth. That's That's how hot it should be, Michael. We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. With so many games on the board, there is no better time to put our VSEN experts to work for you. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. We also have betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access as well. Sign up today. Get your first 30 days for only $19. See everything VSEN has to up your betting game. VSEN.com slash subscribe is where you can do it. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And we are going to tee up Thursday night football in our conversation with our guy, Harry Gagnon, the only way we know how in cartoon form. Harry here. And this week's AFC North showdown between the Bengals and Ravens is a tough call. Uh, Harry, come on. Let's be conservative here. Two strong defenses, divisional battle. Be smart and take the under. Come on, Harry, where's your footballs? Let's go with the over. Life's too short. Burrow, Lamar. Remember the old saying, you want a blunder, go with the under. You do both make excellent points. Also, did either of you take my car keys? Oh, Harry, don't listen to him. Remember when he made you buy tickets to Fire Festival? This is the last time I trust Ja Rule. Think about it. Week two, Ravens 27-24. We cashed, baby. Let's do it again and order us up some fancy seafood towers. Mmm, I do love a seafood tower. Okay, let's take the over. Ha ha, yes. Now seriously, where did I put my car keys? (laughs) My car now, Harry. Excellent, as always. Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Vegas Sportsbook supervisor, joins us now. And you are going against the primetime unders listening to the devil on your shoulder, Harry. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, listen, I'm going with the over 46 here. here. Look at Burrow versus Lamar. Let's go, right? 51 points in their earlier matchup. Burrow's gone for 347 and 348 passing the last two weeks. Cincy Houston combined for over 900 yards last week and 57 points. And the Ravens, we know, blew that game against Cleveland. Cleveland scored 33 against them. But on the good side, this Ravens offense, guys, has been very tough to stop and have scored 31 points or more in four straight games. Give me over 46 Thursday night, a game we finally care about on a Thursday night. Well, the last time they played in January 23, it was a 27-16 game, no Lamar. When they played in October of 22 with Lamar, it was 1917, Baltimore wins. But your, your numbers are good if you go back to the 21 season, where Cincinnati scored 41 points in each game themselves, and Baltimore scored 17 and 21. So I do think, uh, you know, there is going to be offensive fireworks, and I do believe that it's going to be hard for the Bengals to slow this team down because, really, the Browns, the Browns were able to stop the run the Bengals can't stop the run. The Bengals get right. up five yards yeah. of carry. Exactly, and it's a very balanced offense for this Ravens team. And, you know, if this gets into a situation where Cincinnati has to come, they, they may be desperate because Cincinnati, you know, this they have to really have to have this game. Their schedule is very tough the, the next three games. A couple, uh, This is a couple uh, straight divisional games. They've got Jacksonville in there. They have to have this game, Cincinnati. So if they're desperate, they're going to forget about the running game with Mixon. Burrow's going to have to have another game like he's had the last couple of weeks where, like I said, he's gone for almost 350, two straight games. Huge game in the division. Two teams coming off of really, really tough losses. So I'm excited for Al Michaels. He's going to get a good game on paper going in. Good for him. Good old Al who went to Arizona State. 
Oh, there you go. Uh, you also have a play on Monday Night Football, the Super Bowl rematch from this past year. Chiefs-Eagles going head-to-head. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm wondering what you guys think of this one. I'm going to go first half only, under 23 and a half points. You got to lay 120. Uh, look, both teams, I think, are going to take it easy, try to feel each other out early uh, in this game. Um, Kansas City, three of the last four games have gone under 23 and a half. Again, I don't think there's going to be some wild play calling early on in this game. And Kansas City also second in the NFL in points allowed. Plus, Philadelphia is not going to have Goddard. Uh, that's going to hurt their passing game. I'm going to go under 23 and a half in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that, you know, both these defenses uh, could play well. Every time everybody thinks you're going to get in a rundown, a shootout, I, I think you're probably right. I think you got a really good chance for, for an underplay here. What, what, where's your, what's your famous teaser this week, Harry? Mm. You know what, guys? We got, we got burned. We finally got burned last week with the Bengals losing that game uh, uh, at the end against Houston. But let's, uh, this, is my, this is called my revenge teaser. Revenge for me because I lost last week after winning five in a row. But how about this for a revenge? I'm going to take the Bills in a revenge game from six and a half down to uh, to plus a half for them against the Jets after they lost to the Jets in week one on that punt return to end the game. I think Allen puts it together in Buffalo at home, and they get this must, much desperate win that they need to have here to stay in uh, the East and in the wild card contention. And I'm going to take Washington. I know this Washington Giants game is brutal. No one really cares about it, but I'm going to take Washington in a revenge game who lost to the Giants somehow earlier this season. Washington going to go from nine and a half down to minus two and a half. Just got to win by a field goal here. The New York Giants offense, Michael, we've seen is just uh, anemic beyond belief. Uh, Howell does lead the NFL in yards passing. I think Washington wins this game by a field goal at least, and the Bills get a win for a two-team seven-point teaser. Yeah, Harry, I think that that's a good way to play it, especially because we were just talking in the last segment about this game and about how much this says about how bad the giant state of affairs must be that the commanders are this big of a favorite against anybody. So, yeah, I think that that's an appropriate way. And I need some revenge, too, so I might tell you, because I had the Ravens in a, t- in a bunch of teasers last week, and I am still trying to recover from the way that that played out there at the end. Speaking of which, I know you don't have a play on the Browns game coming up this week against the Steelers, but the big news, of course, being that Deshaun Watson is done for the season. How do you evaluate the Browns now moving forward, especially with Dorian Thompson-Robinson starting at quarterback? It's t- it's going to be tough now, right? I mean, just when you finally we, we finally saw a game out of Deshaun Watson where we think maybe he deserved a little bit of that two hundred and thirty million dollar contract uh, and, and came from behind to win that game in Baltimore to keep their uh, North chances alive, and this happens, it's just a crusher. I mean, look, Cleveland still has a very good defense. They probably have uh, the uh, defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett, so they can bank on their defense. You know. Um, Denzel Ward's very good in the secondary, too, for the Browns. But it's just they're going to have to really bank on their defense and just focus on the running game. And, and Ford's been pretty good since he's taken over for Chubb, another injury that cr- has crushed the uh, Browns this season. But Ford's been pretty good second year out of Cincinnati. He's averaging 4.3 yards a carry. So, you know, and, and again, Cooper had a nice game last week. Just try to balance the offense the best you can. Rely on your defense. I still have faith in the Browns. I think they have a very good team overall. Uh, so, you know, I know they're, before this injury happened, you could get the Browns at 10 and a half. That was their number for over-unders. It was nine and a half, nine to start the season. This hurts them a little bit, maybe a lot. We'll see what happens here. But I still think the Browns can rely on the defense and get to the playoffs. How about a quick college football play? You're in the Jim Harbaugh camp with Michigan against Maryland. One thing I think about this Michigan team, I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas against anybody. You're going to lay the 19 and a half against Maryland? I am Michael. Michael, I'll tell you, remember, I, I sent you the picture there when I was uh, at the Bruce Springsteen concert in Detroit. I was right next to right next to Jim talking to him for a couple minutes. Couldn't have been nicer. And look, I'm, I'm going to take America's team, according to him. He says Michigan's <laughs> America's team, right? Look, their defense, their defense was tremendous last week versus Penn State. It's actually been tremendous, guys, all season. The Wolverines have given up 15 points or less in all 10 games in their last four visits to College Park. You think the Terrapins would just go back in their shell because Michigan's beaten them by 41, 31, 25, 28. Maryland just 15 and 13 points in their last two weeks. They got no offense. Michigan rolls. 
into the big showdown next week against the Buckeyes. Yeah, it has not been a problem for Michigan to beat up on the little guy this season, that's for sure. I just hope, Harry, that they stop crying, okay? Like I, like Jim Harbaugh didn't die. I'm very proud of right. Michigan and the players for doing what they have done, but we don't need to be crying in post-game interviews. We don't, <laughs> like, we're, we're fine. We're grown-ups. We want a football game. I said that I said that on against all odds the other day with Sal. I said like you know like was that a, was, was did I miss something? I said did he die or yeah you know or like was he kidnapped? No, he's fine. Kid? He's back at home. Does does he not get to see Harbaugh for you know a certain t- amount of time? I mean he gets to practice still with him. It was a little weird. A little weird. <laughs> yeah, you still see him every day. Harry, awesome stuff as always, buddy. Appreciate your time and good luck with the bets this week. Always, guys. Take Thanks, care. Harry. Oh, so good. Michael, I'm just saying, I know you love Jim. We all love Jim, but. I do, but, you know, they just get, get a little emotional there. Doesn't bring me to tears. Right? <laughs> I love it. 19 point but, favorite. Uh, they're, yeah. they're a different team this year. Yeah. The, last year, they weren't, they weren't as dominating. They, they, would, they wear you down the second half. I mean, the fact that they threw the ball, they didn't throw it in the entire second half and still beat Penn State is remarkable to me. That they continued to run the ball as well as they did against a Penn State defense that's supposed to be the best in college football. Like, really, really impressive stuff, and they're probably just going to build on that again this week at Maryland. We're going to step aside. More Lombardi line coming up in a moment, though. Michael's got his top five and bottom five power-rated teams in the National Football League when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the co- promo code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S. The crown is yours. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you, and it's time for Lombardi's List. We do this every Wednesday here on the program, getting the updated power rankings on Michael's top five and bottom five teams in the National Football League. And let's start at the top, Michael, because last week it was the Baltimore Ravens at number one in your numbers. They end up losing. Lamar Jackson throws a pick six to Sean Watson, gets the Browns set up for a walk-off game-winning field goal, one of many, by the way, last week. Where do the Ravens sit now in your numbers? And who's number one? Well, the Ra- the Ravens still sit in the top five. They're fourth. They slid down. They give up. You know, typically we had not seen them give up that many yards defensively, Stormy. They had been really good in terms of controlling the football, playing less defense. No, I mean, they, they, they let the Cleveland Browns run the football on them. So the Chiefs and the Eagles kind of – the Chiefs moved up a spot – San Francisco, who had a dominating performance, it's it. They really took the game right to Jacksonville. They were ready to play. You could see it on the tape, and the numbers back it up. 
Uh, Baltimore struggled. Philly, obviously, coming off the bye. I think Philly will get healthy. And Dallas is interesting. I think Dallas, their numbers in almost every single category are very good. You just don't believe it. They just can't find a way to win a close game. You know, they'll, they'll play with their food in Carolina. That line's trickling down. It was 10. I think it's coming down to 9. They've got the Thanksgiving Day game. You know, so you got to worry about, are they going to pull their guys? They play, And then, and then on the road, too, with Dallas, are, are we sure they're a good team on the road? Because they haven't seemed like it, have they? No, they haven't. We're seeing that number at 10 and a half right now. Uh, well, what about because you have the 49ers up there, obviously, at two as well. Do they play with their food against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week, or do they get it done? Because that's another big no. number, too. I think the way they're playing, they're not going to play. They're going to go after it. I, I think that that defense, and I, what I loved about watching them on tape this week was the defense. They got into a five-down defensive lineman, and they played their zone concepts behind it, and they just, I mean, it was too much for Trevor Lawrence. He just, I mean, we talked about Trevor Lawrence struggling at home, and it proved to be true. He couldn't really do anything. They had a little thing going, but Kirk fumbled, and they took it to the house. So for me, you know, this Niners team really did not surprise me how well they played. And I thought they would, and they did, and they'll continue to do so. I think they're going to play as well. As long as they're healthy, this team will play well. The problem is what you have, we have to do as betters is where we have to be concerned is when they pull their guys, if they get a lead, you'll get backdoor covered. You saw instantly what a massive difference it was having Trent Williams back in the fold and then also Debo Samuel. I know that throughout this season and last year, his numbers haven't been explosive, but the, what he does to free up other opportunities in the offense and the amount of weapons that they have offensively is a really critical piece to what they do. And I think this is a team, and I'm not just saying this as a fan, but just from watching what I've seen on the football field, this is a team that can go as far as their health will take them. You have the, exactly. the, the Kansas City Chiefs there, Michael, at number one. And I am curious because we've talked about the game coming up this week on Monday Night Football between Kansas City and the Eagles, the Super Bowl rematch, of course, from last year. They're your one in three teams in the NFL. I don't know if you've put your numbers together yet for in terms of the spread, what your numbers are. But if you have, I'm very curious what it is for that game with two top five teams. Yeah, I do. And and the only area where Kansas City has been deficient is turnover margin and offensive rating, believe it or not. Their offensive rating is 24th in the league right now. And when I broke down my numbers for this game, this game came right in at one point, one point difference. I had it as a one-point line. So that would lead me to have to take Philadelphia. I had Kansas City favored by a point. And, you know, that considers home field. That considers everything. I think it's one of those where there's not a lot of margin here. Do you take it? Do you not take it? I think there's other games on the board that I probably will recommend on Sunday of my three, or I'll take Friday morning when I do the great Christopher Russo and listen to him tell me how he went 3-0 and <laughs> last week. I'm going to have to get earplugs for that. Oh, my God. It's going to be brutal, <laughs> brutal, Stormy. Can't wait to hear, no what, one. Can't wait to hear no what stale line he gets. No one can pat themselves on the back more than he can. Nobody can do it. No one loves themselves more when they hit. No one does. And when they lose, it's just, it was a break. It was an unfortunate break. Michael, I'm just saying, I, I can't wait to see what stale line he gives you this week. Like, hey, I thought that oh, line was great. gone a couple days ago there, buddy, but <laughs> the best. neither here nor there. It's the best. I'm sure the if he wants Miami, that line will be 11, even though it'll be 14 everywhere else. <laughs> I love it. Can't wait. Can't wait for the update on that one, Michael. Let's go now to your bottom five teams in the National Football League right now. And to the well, surprise there's of... There's a lot of bottom five teams, there, right? There are some bottom feeders, but to the surprise of no yeah. one, the New York Giants are at the bottom of that list based on where their and, roster and, is and substantially below there because you they have to pay a tax for how bad they are at quarterback i mean arizona's 31st but you know arizona threw for the second most passing yards all season last week you know and with connor back connor averages over 70 yards a game rushing as a 5.4.6 yards per attempt that was really good and so, you know, they're doing that. New England's numbers just offensively are so bad. They can't get anywhere. Chicago's improved defensively. There's a little bit of an arrow up with Chicago defensively. And then Carolina, they're getting a lot of guys back this week. They're going to get they're going to get JC Horn back. That'll help. They're going to get Burns back on defense. That will help. They're going to get Ian Thomas back as a blocking tight end. That will help. Now, Caesar just put this in in our rundown today. The Ravens no Ronnie Stanley. They'll get Morgan Moses back this week, but no, no Ronnie Stanley at left tackle and no Marlon Humphrey. 
those are two significant injuries. Certainly is. And for, again, we talk about that, that defense and how good they have been throughout the course of the season, but they got beat up a little bit last week. So that'll be an important thing to monitor um, how the yeah, Ravens and, are going to adjust. And my without line those on pieces. this one, Stormy, my line on this one was four, two, seven. And it, you know, it's somewhere between three and a half and four. Would I play it? You know, I I'd probably don't want to play Baltimore with the injury. I mean, last week I didn't want to play Cl- Cleveland because of all the injuries they had in their offensive line, and they were able to get through it. It's like I'm I'm almost not believing it. Like maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on the offensive line, but you know, I think this line and, and w- with these injuries coming in. I think we'll see it tick back to three and yeah. a half. There's are some three and a halfs out there. Yeah, mostly fours, mostly fours. But to your point, yeah, with those injuries, it, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that go back down um, a little bit there. Also on your bottom five, Michael, you moved the Raiders off the list. They've, of course, won two in a row. But I wonder now, you know, you mentioned the game against Miami this week, if the shine kind of wears off a little bit this week now that you're playing a really good team. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be hard for them, you know, because – Look, I, I think one of the teams that I would really put money on to go to the Super Bowl or to compete, you know, everybody's down on the Dolphins. And, and for good reason, their offense is, is really struggles against good explosive teams. But this might flip. This might be like Kansas City. They can still be good on offense, but their defense might be the team that carries them. Remember, we're in cold weather territory. And you're going to have to stop the run. You're going to have to play the run. You've got to be able to rush the passer. And I think if you look at Miami in the last few weeks, including the Philly game, I think their defense is starting to finally play a little bit better. And from where they started to where they are now, I mean, you look at the numbers. I mean, the last five weeks since they played Buffalo and lost, they've only allowed over 200 yards passing once, and that was to the Eagles. One time in the last five weeks, Stormy, they've been really good defensively, and they're getting better, and they're fast. And offensively now, you know, when they get ahead of you, they're tough. But remember, when they played, they played Kansas City, they got 292, Philly held them to 244. You know, even New England, that game, they were close in that game, but they, New England couldn't throw the ball. New England in the opening in the second game of the year threw for 200 yards. Last time they played them, they threw for 141. Uh, nine to one in the latest Super Bowl odds, five to one in the AFC. If they can continue to build on that six and three right now on the season, and we know how strong, obviously, their offensive weapons can be when they are clicking at a high level. While we're ranking things, we got about a minute and a half left here before we have to hit a break. We also got the latest college football playoff selection committee rankings yesterday, and we got a little bit of a move. Welcome back to the top spot, Georgia Bulldogs, the number one team in the country again. Which personally, Michael, I think that they should have usurped Ohio State last week when they beat. Missouri, but now the big win over Ole Miss this week put them back up at number one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I know Ohio State because they've they played some, they beat the Penn State, you know, and they've played some tough games and they've been able to win. I mean, they struggled with Rutgers. They wore Rutgers down. They kind of did it. I, you know, it's how is, I know Washington beat Oregon, but Oregon looks like the better team now, don't they, Stormy? Yeah, I think that's just the committee valuing the head-to-head and the fact that Washington's undefeated. But they have a tough game this weekend against Oregon State, Michael, in Corvallis, Oregon, Washington does, that so much so that they're actually an underdog now. Like, Oregon State has been really, really good at home. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I want to say over the last three years, it's like 16-1 and in Beaver Stadium. They've gone from an underdog to now being a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Washington. So a critical game coming up this yeah. weekend for the Huskies. Uh, we got to yeah. hit the, the commercial break here real quick, but it's Wednesday, and that means it's time for Why Not Wednesday. Looking at some long shots on the board. Does it make Michael want to say why not? We'll be right back. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way, vcin is here to make you a more informed, better year round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. And the money is 
certainly moving in the Browns-Steelers game that's coming up this Sunday with the news that came out this morning that Deshaun Watson is done for the season. And that topic, Michael, brings us to our pro tip of the show, which we do these every single day, just trying to give out some firm betting advice that you can also find on the website, vcin.com, searchable by sport and by show. But Michael, when it comes to a change midweek at quarterback, you think it's best to wait to change your bet because of the way that numbers can fluctuate up to game time? Well, you know, if you liked Pittsburgh in the game, right, then you you had them at plus four. You're not going to get a better number than that when it changes, so why would you? And then if you want Cleveland, if you think Cleveland can be the dog and upset them, just keep waiting because the money's going to pour in on Sunday on Pittsburgh. You know that. Pittsburgh, this is perfect for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wants to play ugly. They love being in ugly games. They've already beaten them once. Don't ask me how they beat them. If you watch the game tape, you can't figure it out. You have no idea, right? But they did. And so the number's going to come to you, and it's going to work in your favor. And I think you just have to be. Look at the look at the Seattle Ram game, right? That line opened up at three, and then Stafford was decided he was going to play. And now we're looking at, you know, we're looking at Seattle's a point favorite, maybe. You know, you're, that probably will move on Sunday as well. That's why it's so important, whether you're in a contest or not, to kind of see the contest numbers. Right. Look at those because that'll tell you where the line's going. Like, I'm just telling you now that Miami-Las Vegas number will be 14 tomorrow. It's 13 and a half pretty much all over. It's going to go to 14 soon. I think people think the Raiders are a nice story, but they're going to run into a buzzsaw against Las Vegas, against Miami down there, where Miami beats up on bad teams. Plus, I think it'll be hard for, for Vegas to score. Monday, when I saw that number come out at 11 and a half, I thought, oh, this is never going to stay this way. It's going to change. Yeah, we'll see if they get brought down to reality. But that is a, a great note in general, too, is always look at those contest lines because it gives you an indication as to what the sports books are seeing and thinking that number is going to be come the end of the week. And also with this uh, with the Steelers-Browns game, the total, too, I think is another angle with which this information is pertinent because the total right now, 33 and a half, and it just seems people continue to hammer the under. And if you think one of these offenses will still be able to productive, you're going to get the bottom possible number for people to buy back in on the over. So food for thought, if that's something that interests you again, VSIN pro tips available at VSIN.com. Okay. So it is time now, Michael, because it's Wednesday and we do this every yeah. Wednesday for why not Wednesday. And we've got an open baby. Let's hit it. Question. Maybe a stupid one, but I'm just spitballing here. Can it make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question. It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work? <laughs> I love it. So good. Well done to our crew behind the scenes putting that bad boy together. But let's get into it, Michael. How about the Denver Broncos plus 550 to make the playoffs? Could it make you want to say why not? They are turning things around. Why not? I'm all why not on them. I really am. I mean, you got to wow. give them credit. Look, they gave up over 726. They gave up 726 yards in week three. Since week three, they played really well. They're four and two in those games. Now they had it. They should have really the game that they're going to, if they don't make the playoffs, that jet loss is going to kick them. They turned the ball over three times against the jets. They had a chance to go down the field to score. They gave up 407 yards to Zach Wilson in that game, but why not? I mean, look, they've got Minnesota and Cleveland at home. They can win both those games. They go on the road to Houston, Los Angeles and Detroit. Okay. So maybe they win one of those. Then they've got new England and the chargers at home. And they go and end the season at the Raiders. They can basically, if they can win these two and close out the season on a three-game win streak, right? Now, you know, now we're talking about not, they have nine wins and all they've got to do is steal a win, whether it's against Houston, the Chargers, Detroit. They might be able to do it. And if that comes to fruition, after the one in five starts this season, they would hit their preseason win total over eight and a half wins. But yeah, won three straight games, including over a team that you just ranked moments ago, your top team in the National Football League per your numbers, the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, the defense has been playing significantly better. Three straight win streak. Can they keep it going? But why not? Can we get another why not for this next one? Making history, Michael. Could all four teams in the AFC North make the playoffs I know that obviously the Deshaun Watson news impacts this but with that yeah. we've gotten a little bit of a better number because we went from plus 380 to plus 475 for all teams to be the playoffs 
Well, look, uh, why not? And here's why I say why not. The Browns have the 24th easiest schedule remaining. I mean, they don't really have it. They got Pittsburgh, which will be an ugly game. Whether Watson played or not, it's going to be ugly, right? They got to go on the road to Denver, go on the road to the Rams. They got Jacksonville at home, Chicago. They can win that one. I mean, one thing about when you're, when you're good on defense like the Browns, when you're elite on defense, when you can get off the field on third down, number one team in the league, when, you, when teams cannot run the football on you at all and you can defend the forward pass, you're going to always be in a lot of games. And you just can't beat yourself. You just can't beat yourself. Football, as Paul Brown, the great former owner of the Bengals and head coach of the Browns, He's quoted as saying, football is a game of errors, and the team that makes the least amount of errors ultimately always wins. That's got to be the Browns' motto. Can the Kansas City Chiefs put some of their errors to bed moving forward? So on this Why Not Wednesday, Michael, right now the Kansas City Chiefs 7-2, and two, so they, they have one of the best records in the National Football League, but could they have the most wins in the regular season? Three to one is the price. If they can start to figure things out offensively, maybe they could get there. Well, look, they got here. Okay. Philly will be a tough game. Okay. I think they get there. Raiders, Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, Raiders, Cincy in week 17, Chargers. I mean, winnable games. All winnable. (laughs) All winnable. I mean, they're not playing anybody that they can't beat. I mean, convincingly. Now, they're, they got to get it fixed defense, offensively. I mean, the last two weeks, they haven't had a 300-yard game. I mean, the last two weeks, they've scored basically 30 points. The bye week came at the most ideal time because they looked like they were getting in rhythm against the Charger team. But as we know, you know, I know, everybody but the Spanos family knows, the Chargers are poorly coached defensively. So we'll take that into consideration. That's why we were talking about the heat on that seat earlier today. But yeah, you're betting this, obviously, if you assume and believe that Kansas City is going to win this game against the Eagles first, right? Because if they lose this game, that number is going to get bigger, and then you have to hope that other teams lose. But you, if you expect the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game, this is a really good number to get. It can make me want to say why not, especially knowing that the Eagles still have the 49ers coming up on their schedule. You don't know what you're going to get playing in Seattle. I know that the Seahawks haven't looked great this year, but a tough place to play for sure and Philly has not looked like the dominant team right they're finding ways to win games but maybe they could get tripped up again like they did against the Jets all right let's keep this moving here the talk of the town in all of sports media circles this week Michael is about how incredible CJ Stroud is and he is he's great and he is a hefty number for offensive rookie rookie of the year for a reason but the MVP chatter has taken off he's gone from plus one I'm sorry excuse me from 130 to one to now sub 30 to one at 25 to one could it make you want to say why not CJ Stroud to win MVP no I'm not why not in that and and here's why because there's a stretch of games that when you go back and look, when they beat it, when they lost to Atlanta, they had 17 first downs. They threw for 249 in that game, lost that game. They come back and play the Saints. They win. You know, the Saints turned it over, kind of gave them the game. They, he throws for 177. He goes to Carolina, he throws for 1919. Now, the last two weeks, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Averaging over 400 yards per play, per uh, per offensive play, you know, over 400 yards passing. I mean, it's really remarkable what he's done. But two games here doesn't really make you the MVP of the league. The team has won really well. This is a team that's done a great job of you're not. It's it's hard to run the ball on this on this Houston Texan team, right? They're one of the best run defenses in the National Football League. Third in the league yards per attempt. Look, he's playing great. He deserves rookie of the year. He's number one in the league and not throwing interceptions by a quarterback. Their offense doesn't turn it over. But MVP, I think, is a little bit of a stretch. Michael Stroud also hyping up his former teammate, by the way, says if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't win the Heisman, it's rigged. Plus 475. Could you say why not there? Uh, I could say why not there. Yeah, I think he probably should. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's a dominant player. But, you know, I mean, look, I think Jaden Daniels is the best player in college football. But we, but for some reason, you have to be a quarterback on the winningest team to get qualified. See, I just think you don't want Bo Nix to win it because our boy Femi's got that 30 to 1 in pocket that we call I'm the St. Jude. No, that's not. No, I'm rooting for Femi. I am. <laughs> I love it. Great stuff, as always, Michael. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. But for now, we're going to step aside. Pablo Torre is coming up next on DraftKings Network. Sharp money on VSIN. 
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.